Welcome to the Degree of Experience podcast, episode 13. I'm your host, Chris Bargeron, and I am modern in this new podcasting 2.0 life. Rolling in the Bitcoin. I'm Sir Puck. I'm going at you from Puckville. I don't know. I don't have anything catchy yet. How you doing, Chris? Doing good. How you doing? You know, it's funny. When you said Puckville, I was thinking like, I don't know why my brain assumed Idaho. And I know you don't live in Idaho, but I was like, Puckville, Idaho? You know what, Chris? Udaho. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> I even set you up for that. Ah! <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to the Grieve Experience podcast. Um, this is a podcast where we reevaluate our past in order to redefine our present and future. Uh, it is a, essentially a mental health podcast, although it's more it's in the style of a more traditional discussion kind of radio show or radio podcast. I speak um, for myself when I say I am not a doctor. I am just a podcaster. But like you, you're you're married to a doctor or something. So like well, at least a, you get that osmosis, right? Yeah, I'm married to a therapist. So yes, we are. While we are a mental health podcast, we are not trained or certified mental health professionals. We are just two dudes uh, with a degree of experience that we like to uh, discuss and share. Kind of again, the origins of the show is I've been through a lot in my life and kind of hit a place of, and I had a lot of shame over my life. And now that I've been really growing and past and improving upon myself, uh, I've really gotten to a place where I'm very grateful because I love my life now and my life wouldn't be what it's at now if it hadn't have been for all those experiences that I had. So it's a show really about sort of honoring that. Um, and then it's, but it's grown into, you know, we have people on as interviews and talk about their past and how it's helped them become who they are. Uh, we, we have now discussions on various mental health topics incorporating our own experience and perspectives. Um, and it's been a fun thing for us as hopefully it's been for the listeners as it's starting to look because we're, things are kind of, um, building up at least on the podcasting 2.0 range. Uh, we, we are getting boosted, uh, with Bitcoin. It's been, it's been a cool little weekend. Cool. Yeah. I really don't know what that means. I, I know it's like, fractions of pennies but i think it really is kind of the 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 future as far as like listeners supported and making sure everybody's voice stays out there not having to kowtow to any kind of advertising yeah. demands so to speak yeah but yeah and that's and that's the model we chose to follow for this yeah um that's essentially it's cool to the, see that taken off yeah or being established <laughs> get in while it's early people <laughs> all right and yeah for those unfamiliar with podcasting 2.0 um and the value for value model that we follow um we don't have any advertising for this podcast um we run simply on us on the on that if you receive value from this we kindly ask you return it um and now we usually don't start the show off with this it's at the very end um, but again, we've, we've hit a milestone for the show is like the first time we had people donate that aren't related to me. <laughs> and, and it's interesting too. It came from, uh, the product, the, the podcasting 2.0 protocol, uh, which, which was important to me to get set up on. And those of you unfamiliar with it, it's, it's, it's this great platform 
of a new form of RSS feed that incorporates um, all sorts of cool new commands. And one of them is the ability for apps that are 2.0 compatible. Uh, you can, with the push of a button, send Bitcoin to a podcast uh, in the middle of listening to an episode. You can send a note with it. And what's even cooler, you can set up a means of sending Bitcoin per minute. So it's it's kind of like a version of subscription. So it's like you, but you're you're setting up so you pay as you listen, you know. So the podcast can receive value for literally as much value or as much time as you got out of it. And you and it's and again we're talking about satoshis, and I'm horrible about pronouncing it. Um, but the fraction of a bitcoin and the fraction of a fraction. And so I yep. mean you're sending, you know, it's yeah, it's just cool. It's cool. Yeah. It's cool. So, yeah, it's really cool. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah, so normally we, we, we like to thank our executive producers at the end of the show, um, but we're going to do it up front because uh, we're just ecstatic. Uh, it was a very exciting weekend for me. And again, what's really cool about the 2.0 is that you get these notifications in real time. I mean, I guess if somebody donated to, um, you know... Um, PayPal, I get that notification too. But with with 2.0, it's like I know they are actively listening to the episode and especially like what point in the episode they decided to send the Bitcoin. So that was an exciting thing while uh, my wife and I were on a vacation because we're just sitting there and it's like, oh, wow, somebody's listening to the podcast right now. They're listening to the Munster Squad episode. Oh, somebody's listening to, uh, you know, the uh, World Triggers episode that just came out. So, um, it was very redeeming. So without further ado, cool. we're going to start off by thanking these, these individuals. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to lead off right with a uh, CSB comic strip blogger. I feel like we need the jingle comic strip, comic strip blogger. I don't know. I can't really sing. There's no music, but yeah. Wasn't yeah. he the one that, uh, really. He's our, he's, most in? he's our top donor. Man. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, CSB, as I affectionately call him, is a longtime listener to uh, the, the podcast, which we've, you know, listened to as well for a long time. Uh, he's over there in the Polands, and he does uh, some cartoons. He's got a website as well as a podcast. I love that I'm dropping the podcast in here, too, because mm -hmm. he didn't specifically tell me to do that. But uh, yeah, he does cartoons at www dot csb charlie sierra bravo dot lol laughing out loud again www.csb.lol dot lol um yeah i've subscribed to his comics in my rss feeds now for gosh i don't know two years um it's always pretty topical if i'm not paying attention to a certain social network um Sometimes they're a little out of context, but uh, it's always a good time. And it's fun to see an artist grow and get better, too. Uh, his art has only improved over the years. So uh, cool to see, cool to interact. I honestly poked him, and that's why he did it. So it's cool to, to do that and, you know, to see the fruition of me promoting the, the podcast just a touch, just a touch, just a little. A little. So, yeah. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, and appreciate Comic Strip Blogger. Appreciate you listening, because again, it's like I could see what point in the episode he he hit that he hit that uh send Bitcoin button. So really appreciate you listening. Um, 
and we will continue on. We will also thank... Now, the one thing that's interesting about Podcasting 2.0 is that when people... We're just seeing the username on whatever podcasting app they're using. Uh, and again, anyone that's curious about checking this stuff out, uh, you go to, I believe it's newpodcastapps.com should be the link to uh, send you to all the two different apps that are 2.0 compatible. Uh, Fountain is is one of the good ones. Um, I think what it's else? The really social networky one where it like makes you follow people. I didn't like that one. I don't personally know. um i don't know i don't i think that i don't think that's the one i think i mean yeah, maybe i haven't used fountain in a little while to be honest with you oh. um so it's i've kind of well whatever i'm not going to go down that rabbit hole of like what app am i using now it's embarrassing yeah, no. i've gone back to It'll the be a special episode maybe a special you can do episode the 13.5 yeah right um <laughs> But uh, but yeah. So these are usernames that I've just you know. So so uh, so because <laughs> next on the list is Magic Weeds eighty seven. Cool. <laughs> Thank you, Magic Weeds eighty seven. And by the way, we're gonna list all these all, all you individuals in the show notes. Uh, executive producers, um, anyone that's listening to this, if you would like to modify that uh your credit in any way just let me know and we can we can arrange that uh chris at creative-transformations.org um and then here's where i'm gonna start butchering some names uh next donator we had was heshrich if i'm pronouncing that right yeah that looks pretty good yeah yeah um and then we have a user who did not set up a username so there so the name is user 383183889895553534 so thank you thank you for your bitcoin donation and uh and then finally we have Marcel Quinez if i'm pronouncing this correct um and again i apologize if i'm mispronouncing anything but uh it's like there's an O in there, Marcel O. There is an O, yeah. Mar- Marcelo. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is it's easy to be a podcaster, right? <laughs> it's so easy. Uh it's so funny going into this too. I was like, I was like, yeah, this is so exciting. And then I realized like I really don't know how to pronounce uh Satori. Even then, I'm like, am I pronouncing Satoshi? it? Isn't Satoshi? Isn't it Satoshi? Yeah, is it Satoshi? Yeah. Sats. 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 Like a satellite. Yeah. yeah. You're streaming sats. You're streaming sats. Yeah. So no, Streaming stats. It shows Dream. how much I know about Bitcoin. Streaming sats. It shows how much well, I know. Good job. I, I literally I, bought I, Bitcoin just to be able to set this stuff up for the podcast. Yeah. Like, no, it was, I think it's cool that the it, platform's there and people are using it. And like, yeah. uh, you know, I honestly think it should be at the top of the show whenever we get a donation. That's how everybody else I listen to on this level does it. So. Okay. I am yeah. open to that. I'm totally open to that. I mean, it feels right. It feels like, you know, especially like I said after this, it's like, thank you. Because, you know, yeah. 13 episodes in, and that's why too, like, I mean, I got into the Bitcoin to, to set it up as just, I mean, why not have every avenue available for value right. to come into the podcast? And, how people work. Yeah. And, and, Give and them being, what they want. And being very excited for podcasting 2.0, um, I definitely wanted to 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 work on setting that up. And yeah, it's like, but then I I got sort of a one on one uh one oh one level of knowledge on Bitcoin and set it up for episode one, and then nothing really seemed to happen. So it just kind of has been something that's just been happening in the background that I stopped paying attention to. And then sure enough, it's like, oh, here it comes. 
<laughs> so thanks everyone for listening. Um, especially what's even nuts too. It was the episode where I was most paranoid about losing people. And that's the episode that, that actually brought in value. Um, cool. yeah. You know, so maybe, maybe I had it all wrong. Maybe we should turn this into a political podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I'm really joking. I, have... I know I might run, I might actually run for like school board or something at really? some point in the future. So, yeah. uh, you know. Your podcasting expertise may be called upon in other uh, capacities in the future, sir. Oh, yeah. And serve your country. Did you not see those? Uh, did you not get that text message I sent the other day? Maybe not. If it was a link, it was one of those where I no, no, it, it was two images. to read later. I guess it didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure you're in a happy mood when you read those links. <laughs> That's why I didn't read them. <laughs> Ties into what we were talking about last episode. It's yeah. like. Like, so what we got going on this episode, Chris? We're well we're... since since our egos are all in, uh, inflated from the uh, from receiving Bitcoin. Uh, I, I thought it'd be appropriate that we talk about uh, the ego. Yeah. yeah. So which which ego are we talking about? Are you talking about the Icelandic band ego? <laughs> no. Maybe the 2001 album by German band. Oomph. Did you get that exclamation at the end there? No, Google. What about the 2018 album by uh, Lucy Silva's? I just got to throw you the bus. I love how like we had that episode forever back where it's like, we shouldn't be seeking outside sources. This is all about our experience. And then like anytime I talk about something, I'm the one that sounds like an idiot because I'm coming straight out of my knowledge, straight out of my experience. <laughs> but Mr. Puck here... He is, he is on Google the whole time trying to sound like, oh, you mean... I'm just looking at the, the book the, of knowledge. The, the, like, yeah, I, yeah. I, had to, I had to honestly look up, look up what ego is. I like doing that. And you only told me what the topic was yesterday, less than 24 hours ago. So, you know, And if your life's um, like mine, you haven't had, you know, like, <laughs> time. What is time? No. What is time researching anything for us these Time days? is a human construct. It doesn't exist. Friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, as I was eating the taquitos before we started... <laughs> <laughs> getting up before we started fiddling knobs uh i typed in ego into the search bar yeah, yeah. man what'd you come up with uh it's like the self the who am i mm -hmm. that whole thing like who you're you? you're so i i don't know there's the freudian and there's a whole bunch of like egocentricism which is probably uh i don't know egotism all kinds of stuff. There's words, man. There's words. Lots like of words. The ego, the super ego, and the id, right? Yeah. I don't remember. I never studied this stuff. I think I took a class, like the the Plato's uh, cave thing. That's as far as I got. Yeah. The whole cave. So. Uh, I haven't studied I'm, it, but it's been it's been a it's been a talking point and a and a curiosity in my personal experience in in drug and alcohol recovery. Sure. Um, in therapy, sure. and it's been something that's interesting because it, it gives it, the message is always it's all about balance, you know. It's not sure. like and and that's one of the things that really I kind of learned about because 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 I'm one. It's like it's, it's one extreme or the other. So you know, if it's like you know, I don't if you know if I'm not egocentric, then I try to be more egotistical, and that's you know. But they're both sort of an extreme. Um. 
you know, and, and, you know, where, what is a healthy ego? You know, that, that's kind of the questions in my mind towards a discussion, because those are the things that I've been sort of working on, really kind of discovering what is the healthy amount of ego to embrace, or is that really even a thing? I mean, is it, is it sort of more healthy? And it really has to do with like how you present yourself to others or how, you know, you express the ego, because of course we all have, you know, an ego. I think it's going to come off naturally. However level of an ego you have, it's just how you're going to carry yourself and how you're going to portray yourself in uh, social situations. You know, like mm-hmm. I just joined a gym <laughs> and I've been going early morning and like, Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Like these people, there's some people that's like, wow, you've taken it to the level of like marketing got you like i don't know if that's peak human condition or not but you look like the magazines now good good for you you're going after getting it but like i think I'm it like takes bulky or yeah like yeah. bulky and just like like superheroes right like mm-hmm. that captain america or like that like uh um cycloc you know that type of you know like that 1990s bod from from comics you know like the 1990s x-men right yeah you know and uh that has to take an ego right i mean yeah i I guess well i mean yeah because because if you're if you're talking about where at its i mean if you're just working out to to, for the benefits of of a healthier body and a healthy mind because of course it's great for the mind (laughs) right yeah i you know that right in fact that's one of the things that i that that is lacking in my personal practice is incorporating more exercise. I have started walking more. Um, now that I'm not, now that I'm sort of not working as much in the mornings or having the availability to say, okay, this morning I'm going to go for a walk and then I'll start work, you know, in the afternoon or late rowing machine is a great investment. I think that's like really the perfect machine that you can get for yourself that, does cardio upper body legs like it's a kind of whole body type thing that's mm-hmm. what i would recommend personally yeah um that's what i started that and walking but to get back to the ego like yeah it's the balance no it, well it's i've it's never the, really thought about it too much well it's like, the intention it is is the point i was building up towards it's it's one thing if you're doing it for you know for the healthy aspect for yourself but i think what yeah. you were describing or what your your inferring perceiving perceiving is is that sort of where it goes beyond that and it's what you're wanting you want you want others to recognize something about yourself you're presenting an image to feed your ego and i think that's where the unhealthiness is um you know in 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 any aspect if you want to you know i always think about music um being a musician you know and and that's there's a level of healthy ego it takes to be confident enough to, to stand up and say like, Hey, this is what I made. And I think it's valuable and I present it to you as entertainment. I hope you enjoy it. There's a level of healthy ego for that, but then everybody's well aware of the like egocentric, you know, uh, um, full themselves kind of rock stars that, you know, behind closed doors is how I kind of infer it. That's the kind of energy. Like, I don't like, like the, look how great I am. Look at me. (laughs) Yeah. Which, um, which is interesting too. If it's also, if it's like, look how great I am. It, it, as you know, it's who are they trying to prove it to? 
Are they really trying to prove it to, 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 to people outside <laughs> or are they trying to get you to convince me that I'm valuable? Because I think that's what it is for yeah. in a lot of cases, whether you I realize guess it or I was, not. I was always raised to have like a good sense of self, I guess, but like always be conscious of other people. Like almost, I think I've developed it to, it's almost a fault, like a character fault. Like I'm always concerned about like what other people how they are gonna take some or be or affected by or you know like that like i'm you know like i get pissed off when somebody's speeding down the road or weaving because like that's to me a danger to everybody around you know like um where they probably view it as they're in complete control of their car blah 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 it's like no it just takes one second and boom you know um so like the topic when you sent it to me it was very interesting that that's what you wanted to talk about because like the most conceptualized i've ever been with like ego and stuff is just like music talking about it like mm -hmm. um you know a couple rap songs here and there maybe like a, a pearl jam song you know maybe uh that kind of stuff but it's not something i've ever really thought about i don't think it's something many people really put thought to like yeah. what is their ego what is ego i don't know yeah and it's and for, and for me right because it's one of those topics too where honestly i'm getting to the point where i struggle for topics and i'm like well how about we talk about this and i have no idea i'm just like let's see where it goes you know and ego is kind of like that but I, I have a lot of run-ins with it again like i said in recovery because um a lot of it is about a lot of alcohol because it's all about self with a lot of um you know um addiction alcoholism you, your your whole mentality is about you know just just pleasing yourself and and controlling the world and controlling others around you to please yourself and so it's it's full of a of ego there and so a lot of recovery programs their their base level thing they begin with is is trying to crack that bring that ego down the size. Um, and it was always an interesting thing for me because I was very, I, I was very depressed. And so I felt like that I didn't have that ego problem. You know, I, I, and in some ways, you know, I was needing my ego to be raised. I was needing to, to feel more confident and, and yeah. be more loving to myself. You know, I, sure. that's, that's how I was self-medicating. I was self-medicating, to try and gain that. And, and I would, if I drink enough, I, I had some more confidence and I felt better about everything, you know? And then when the booze wore off, I was like, Oh wait, no, I, I I'm a piece of shit. Um, and it, and so when I first went into like 12 steps and they're doing all this sort of ego breaking stuff, you know, I was like, this is not for me. You guys don't understand. Um, and in general, that's kind of true, especially with the therapy I've been in there kind of working on me with, with my self image in those regards, but something that I will share though, that, that opened my mind to uh 12 step was when somebody said to me once, they said, you know, you think you're not selfish out of all this just because you're, you know, you hate yourself or, or whatever. But you know, if you've actually have the biggest ego in the room, I go, what are you talking about? And it's like, well, you're all you can think about is yourself. You're stuck in a pity party. Poor me, poor me, poor me. You know, so all you're thinking about is all the bad stuff that's happening to you. And uh, 
and that they kind of gave me and they called it ego in reverse and and at first time even the first time i heard that i was like that's the most fucked up thing i ever heard uh but over time and of course like relapses and coming back and you know getting a little more humble about the messaging um i kind of saw that i i i kind of saw where they were coming from you know yeah, my immediate gut reaction is like what like that's kind of I don't know, but you, you know how I am. I think words are invented to categorize things that can't be categorized when it comes to like the medical industry and stuff like that. I mean, the medical, I guess it's not. Well, we're not talking about medical um, industry when we're talking about 12-step <laughs> programs. Like, I'm not talking about a therapist that I saw. Like, this is just a bunch of drunks that are hanging out in a coffee, in a, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a, wherever the AA, you know, the 12-step meeting was, you know, and, and it's just, it's something that, you know, <laughs> Actually, you know, and if you want, I mean, it's so funny, the, the whole doctor thing or the medical thing with it, it's like, you know, the 12 steps originated from a, from a guy in uh it was a wall street trader, you know, there really was no, well, and actually I guess Dr. Bob was a doctor, but still, I mean, it's, it's, you know what I mean? It's just, it's not this sort of thing of like trying to sell a, a medical agenda on anybody in that, or, you know, I don't know, but that said, I, you know, I'm open to debate about this, you know, because, right, there's a lot of stuff there that is sort of, you know, um, and and they kind of have this thing, too, that, again, is it's all about sort of like, you know, you're, you're you, well, it's 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 spiritual and pseudo religious. So it's like, you know, you can't trust your will. You need to trust God's will, you know, you know, forget your ego. You need a, you know, a, a God consciousness it would be kind of their phrases. And like, you know, I think I think there's some give and take in that. I think again, any extreme in any way is is an extreme. It's all about balance. Yeah. So I do think it's important to have a spiritual balance in it, but not. But at the same time, it's like, you know, what am I going to do? Like just just sit in the car and be like, all right, God, it's in your hands. You know, you're not going. You're not going to go anywhere. You still have to take the wheel. There's still some of your will involved. Um. It's just I don't know. You know I, I've never I've never been able to subscribe to like blind faith and wills and all that stuff. Like I don't know. I firmly believe if there is a higher power, we're all part of it. And we all come from the same place. Blah blah blah. But like that's know, what I that's what I believe in too. So we're in agreement there. Yeah. yeah yeah yeah. No, we I think everybody kind of agrees more than they disagree right. in general when it comes to certain stuff right well, yeah and we um, see eye to eye but i'm like right i'm talking about like right like what i've run into versus what i necessarily believe and i have a hard time with the 12 steps too because it's done i got to such a dark place that i i, I had to literally just throw up a white flag be like all right i'm you know i'm done whatever if you say this works this works and my life did get better following it but then as i've been healing and my spirituality is growing. I'm, I am running into issues where my belief system does not line up with things, yeah. especially because it's so Christian based. And because right, like I don't see God as a judging character at all or having a will. It's hard, and that's why I try to keep the mindset of love. It's like, am I doing the loving thing or am I doing, you know, something that is is selfish or like is out of fear? Um, that's, that's how I'm able to kind of like tiptoe in that, in that, and keep tiptoeing in that sort of 12 step mentality, but it's tough. Also, 
back to like my research on on this when I typed it in. Yeah. Do you know what the first result actually was when you just type in EGO into the most popular search bar? The humans right now. What's that? Uh, and I'm sure this is me, but it's uh the 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 cordless outdoor power equipment. It's the brand Ego. Now I own one of these mowers, so I'm sure like there's something going on here because it's also showing me some fake Yeezys. So, <laughs> well, now you got me curious. Let me see what happens if I type in Ego. First thing was Ego shoes. Yep, Ego power tools. Ego, the number one rated brand, and yeah. And then yeah, we got I mean, Ego definition. So basically, right? You have and it and it says add at least the, on the, the first internet one. is no longer a place for information. The internet is now a place for advertising. I mean, well, it's 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 TV <laughs> two point oh. The uh, yeah, we got the Merriam-Webster immediately followed by uh, a shoe company, Ego Shoes. Oh, see, I got the Ego Shoes ahead because mm. it knows it knows I love me my, my Yeezys. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and again, it's like definitions of Ego. And this uh, is the browser I don't have any tracking on, too. That's yeah. kind of crazy. Yeah, I'm using the one I do have tracking stuff on. So finally, at the very bottom, there's, oh, separate searches for ego psychology and ego yeah. products. Tell specifically. Yeah. <laughs> I want to learn. I don't want to be sold. Yeah. <laughs> too bad you're being sold anyway. Um, yeah. yeah. It's interesting. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know how many people actually really think about ego and day-to-day life like i'm kind of curious really what other people because like i'm stuck in my head a lot so like is that my ego like when i'm thinking or is that just my my consciousness you know i think there's a difference between the two right yeah i would say that's your consciousness i think ego well it's it's about self-identity um is is sort of my knowledge base on it you know my my you know who how how do i identify myself you know, my ego, this is this is the me. The definition um, of ego per the Merriam-Webster is the self, especially as contrasted with another self or the world. Mm. Yeah. That's interesting, so too. Back to t- oh, go ahead. It's like what makes you yourself? The self. The self. Especially as contrasted with another self or the world. So that's like your existence. Like ego is your existence because that's yourself. Yeah. Give me a pop-up. Go away, pop-up. I got another one here. Your ego is your conscious mind, the part of your identity that you consider yourself. If you say someone has a big ego, then you are saying he is too full of himself. Poor ego, it gets such a bad rep. Okay, this is, seems more, but it gets uh, being so often confused with megalomania and vanity and all kinds of other nasty things. But strictly speaking, it is only a psychological term popularized by Freud, meaning the conscious mind or the awareness of one's own identity and existence. Nothing wrong in that, is there? There's, there's no. Uh, when was, when was old Freud from? How old is that information? That's so, from vo- vocabulary.com, by the way. What I just read. No, I just mean like how old. So he was from the eighteen, the mid eighteen fifties was when he was born. Yeah, he, he, he died like early nineteen hundreds, right? Nineteen thirty nine. Hmm. So almost a hundred, uh, you know, eighty years ago, we're still we're using. 
I always like to go back. This is kind of my 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 nitpick of a Bible or people being religious. It's like that whole idea is old to me at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, if Christ and all that happened 2020 years ago, maybe it's time to update, you know, like let's get a new firmware version thinking, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like I always am curious to see how long because I don't remember school and I'm just a podcaster. I'm not a doctor. I don't have this like huge right. experience of boom. So yeah. Uh, it's interesting to me. I wonder if it's time to update that because, you know, the world from 1921, when he kind of looks like it was, he was doing most of his stuff, uh, is a little different than it is now. Right. So like the things that we take on and interact with and the way we're affected by those things we take on and interact with, I think is totally different. Yeah. I mean, he was using cocaine, right? He was like hopping people up on cocaine to see what happened. So I don't know. His experiment, that's for sure. But well, and it's interesting to you talk about like modernizing it, but I find it interesting too, like this 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 one thing that hit my mind reading this definition from vocabulary.com um is it sort of was making a case for the ego the case for self-identity and it got me thinking i'm like yeah but i mean that's really a big part of our culture is all about the self and pleasing the self and and you know social media you talk you've talked about before you know when you're posting stuff you know you're not caring about how other people look in the picture you're caring about yourself you know, that's what I think we are dealing with in inflated ego. Cause to me, it's all about balance. It's like recognizing and, and in a spiritual thing. Sure. Like for me, it is, there is sort of the spiritual thing of like spiritual mindedness versus the like ego where, you know, just, just me and, and needing to fit my needs. And that's a healthy thing. But at the same time, there needs to be a respect of other people, Yeah, you know? And, and if, if, if the ego is too strong, are you are you stepping over your bounds? Are you putting others down? Are you not caring about yeah. their needs? Are you robbing people for fuck's sake or whatever? You know, that's that's the sort of unhealthy that you know. Yeah. So and and again, as any listener is listening, it's like it's not like I you know I don't know what I'm talking about either. I'm just just you know. Stay with me, Chris. We're we're damn it, Chris. I'm a podcaster, not a doctor. That's right. Just a bone you know, but yeah, and you know, and and it's interesting too because for at least from my mindset of of there's an acronym I heard for it's called edging God out, um, for the ego, and again it has and that's and that's for when you're you're acting out when you, the the unhealthy when you're egotistic, the yeah. mindset that you're feeling separate from everybody else, you're feeling more special than everybody else. Instead of, you know, I think humility is a big factor in having a healthy ego. And when I say humility, when I say humble, I think a lot of people think of humble as less than. But actually, humble is all about being equal. I'm not any better than you, but I'm also not any worse than you. You know, it's it's a true equality. Um, Thinking that somebody maybe knows something that you don't, you know, that's kind of a very humble approach. If you approach everybody with the energy that, uh, they may know something you do not know. I think that's a cool way to embrace humbleness. Yeah, it's I think that. Uh, it's from uh, old JP, mm-hmm. Jordan Peterson. You run across any of his stuff yet? No, no, I haven't. Oh, yeah. I turned one of our mutual friends onto it. So, yeah, yeah. it's 
good he talks about like ego and gets into all that kind of stuff too maybe kind of on the outside of it but it's interesting yeah it's canadian so it's not really you know Well, I've talked about some of my experience with ego, and again, it has to do with being an alcoholic, of being in a position where I've had to reach out for help, and and they were saying like, "Well, you've got an ego run riot. We need to, we need you get you leveled out." But I'm curious, just as on as a layman, have you ever had any of that kind of experience? Have you ever had like a girlfriend or something call you egocentric or uh, no. or egotistical or no. you know? Or let go of my ego. No. No. Gosh, no. got nothing. I should have picked a different no. topic. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh. I think if anything, I've been trying to like increase my sense of ego and like my my confidence. Like I've always equated ego to confidence to a certain degree. Um so I've been trying to be more confident for sure in the last three, four years or so, you know, which of course coincided with me quitting drinking. So um, I never, I kind of don't connect with what you're talking about with like when I was an alcohol, when I was an alcoholic or when I was actively drinking. Um, I don't know. Like I was just, I was always by myself. I drank alone. Mm-hmm. So like in the sense where I only cared about myself, maybe when I would make those late night runs that I shouldn't, you know, it was all about me needing to get more. That's the kind of, that's the the type of problem I have is I have that addictive personality. Mm-hmm. It's not so much like a social lubricant. It was more like a, I got used to being a certain way at a certain time of day. And it was like, how do I get back to there and what's a new flavor I can try and all that kind of stuff. It wasn't to me looking back at least um, an ego thing. So that's interesting. I don't know. I have to think about that. Well, when you said you were drinking by yourself, what was the motivation behind that? To get drunk. Yeah. Just so did you not want to invite anybody else or you didn't have any friends? Didn't really have any friends. Why not? Or the ones I did were at the bar. Why weren't like, you at the bar? No, sometimes I would. There was definitely a period when I would. But then when I moved out of Asheville the first time, um, I moved and I was driving a company vehicle. And it was made clear that, like, hey, you just use this to go back and forth from work. And, mm-hmm. like, I <laughs> respected that and adhered to it for the most part. Um you know, so I wouldn't drive to the bar and get hammered and drive home because it was like a company vehicle. Like my livelihood depended on me having a driver's license. Right. So I would naturally just try and drink at home by myself, like watching TV or I'd be texting with somebody or, you know, that sort of thing. I don't know where I was going with that, but I was just, yeah, asking questions. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know like, cause talking. For, well, for me... I mean, I used to drink like that too, but I was, and again, this is just my, this is, you know, I was just, but I was in a pity party. Um, but I too had this sort of mentality of, and this is not like saying what you were going through. I'm just saying me of right. Like, you know, the reverse ego of just like, I'm a piece of, I'm a piece of shit. You know, I had, I had 
you know, I didn't, I didn't like my identity. I, I didn't feel I had much of an identity, of much of a value. Um, Anything I based my ego on other people. So like mm. the buddy that I spent a lot of my youth with and drinking, you know, that was in the band and all that, that I don't really talk to that much anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, he always drank and everybody around us drank, you know, there's the, the music scene, you know, like garage rock band, you know, everybody's drinking. So when I finally kind of got out of my own, I, maybe I used it as a coping mechanism, like after my grandpa died, you know, I think I, I definitely leaned into the alcoholism after that happened. And then, you know, I view the, the me quitting as I finally just kind of had enough and, you know, wanted to move on to bigger and better things to the point where I even kind of asked the universe, like, okay, Hey, I'm, I'm ready for like a partner and like a way forward and somebody to do life with. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, a couple months later, the door opened that I walked through and, you know, my whole situation now, which is way better, you know, I have more or less family. So it's interesting to try and think how that can relate to like an ego, you know, like, like yeah. I said, if anything, I based my worth on other people and how they thought of me. And my journey has been being okay with thinking that I'm pretty good. I'm smart. I've gotten to where I am now because of me and my work and my actions not because somebody else gave me or did anything for me. And that's a strength. And, yeah. you know, it's even, it's even my heritage. Um, my uncle that I haven't seen in forever, my aunt and uncle that I hadn't seen in forever were in town um, this past weekend. And it was super cool to, to see them. And, you know, I don't get to see family very often. So to, to have that kind of juju around and to kind of see him carry himself and, it definitely influenced my own ego, I guess. Um, so that's the best I can dive into your topic, Chris. That's that was beautiful. Though. That was beautiful. And you and it creates a good segue for what I wanted to get out because I did want to get out of the the twelve step range because that was like my introduction to ego and yeah. and 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 in the mentality of like you know you've got to crush the ego. And that's not my position, and that's not where I'm at right now either. Because, but it did open the door, and there was one little crack that it gave me, which was that the idea of like in my self pity, I was being more egotistical than I realized because the whole like I was just focusing on me and not focusing outside of that. But in current times, these days, uh, it, you know where I'm at in therapy is that recognition of like you were talking about in the beginning of that of of realizing that I need to build up my confidence you know, and, and work on how I identify myself. It's specifically my task right now is, uh, is working on like having the confidence to express my feel, how I feel to others instead of, instead of just like holding, holding it in and being afraid to speak up and tell them. Is that why you've been feel. telling me to go fuck myself more? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've been, I've been practicing. I've been having some stuff with with my wife, Rebecca too, about that. And I'm having to be like, I'm having some rough episodes where I'm like, look, I'm putting my feelings out there. I'm telling you how I feel, and I'm not very fucking good at this. <laughs> so I'm sorry if I'm a mess, or I'm sorry if I did it rude or whatever. At least I'm speaking up, you know? Um, See, and I always try and bring that energy to, like, my current relationship that I think I've overshared over the years, and I make it too clear exactly how I feel about things. 
and I bet you that comes off as egotistical to her. Yeah, it might be. So that's kind of interesting. Looking well, at it from I, a different perspective. I can't speak for her, but you know, because like I, I feel as any, I feel like if we're people that are trying to build up our confidence, um, because again, when most people think of egotistical, they think of the extreme that you and I are not. Yeah. You know, um, it takes, you know, again, that's why I love doing this podcast because it's like, it's, it's been a good practice in me developing a more evenly balanced, healthy ego an evenly balanced, healthy perspective of myself and an identity and a confidence because, you know, because sort of putting, putting this out there. It has too many hippie words per sentence, man. You're going to have to trim, slide the slider back down to like two hippie words per sentence. Go fuck yourself. Uh, it, it, it says, you know, having this, having this identity, but well, put, putting myself on this podcast and putting myself out there, it's it's one of the scariest things I do. Even this episode, because the idea of like, this is who I am, this is my imperfect self, and it's fucking out there on the internet. Um, but guess what? Nobody really cares. Nobody seems that's to care. Kinda, I, you know, nobody's emailed me. Thing. You know, I, every episode, I'm like, I'm like, somebody's gonna call me out. Like this episode. This episode, I spent half of my mind is still freaked out about how I can't pronounce uh, Satoshi's. Satoshi. <laughs> Satoshi's. Satoshi. Satoshi's. You know what I mean? Dreaming the sad. I'm like, I'm still stuck in my head of just like the beginning of the episode as I'm thanking all the kind people to send us Bitcoin and I fuck it up right off the off the bat saying well, that like I can't even pronounce dude. what they sent to it's, us. <laughs> it's like pennies, so it's okay. And I mean... If they wanted us to pronounce it right, they could send a note along uh, with a donation, like no. CSB did. So bad. CSB, yeah, CSB sent a specific note. note with an ask because he gave us like 43 cents or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and you and know what? I think I delivered that value back. So. You did. You did deliver that value back. Yeah. But, but, you know, so again, it's, that's, you know, so that's, that's, so the show people kind of work, that's where my ego is at. And also too, because, on on this half of the podcast, Mike, there's you know I am embracing a spirituality, but a different a different one, and one that again it's kind of it can combine with the twelve steps, but it but at the same time it kind of doesn't, and, and you know the idea of of the God inside of me, the God inside of us all, and so there is a little level of like you know the ego versus the truth, you know, and the truth of and the truth of it is like. You know, I am I am the light, the same light that's in you, one with everything, one with all. And so, you know, so it's the the healthy ego is just to recognize the oneness with everything versus like thinking that I'm worse than someone, that I'm less than of you or that I'm more than of you. Um, but we're, we're in a very big sort of I am more than of you culture, I feel in some ways, you know. Yeah, and I totally had that problem in the last episode, right, where I was talking about like, oh, these stupid people, like, ah, why can't they be smarter, that less than, right? Like, and I tried so. to pull you back, man. <laughs> I tried to pull you back. I'm just kidding. I don't remember you doing that very much. It was only like, I think it was the COVID discussion we got a little at that at that range. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but... That seems reasonable. Yeah. But um, it's also normal. I mean, everybody feels... I mean, everybody kind of has... I mean, everybody feels... Everybody has that. I mean, it's it's not like... no Nobody's perfect to, to not have that moment where they're judging somebody else or thinking how somebody else should act, you know? Um so it's i don't know but 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 there's still that ideal 
of trying to not do those things and, you know, and be more loving and kind and compassionate and tolerant of those that maybe do act that way. Um, well, that was a nice warm blanket there. You're welcome. You look cold. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. You had enough of the discussion? <laughs> we wrap up the ego. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's all I really got. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, I I don't even pretend to understand the ego, the id, the super ego, how those all play. I don't know anything about the psychoanalytic theory that unites all those things. I don't really care to, because like, I think humans are better than three syllable words. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Go back to the trees, man. Trees, now who's the, the logs, and the fire. Now who's the hippie? <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like you're just stuck up on like the phrase itself, then like really what's behind it. So I mean, like, like what do you think you are? Who do you think you are? What do you think of Sir Puck? I mean. I'm a pretty smart guy. I can do things when I put my mind to it. I've got a really strong family and uh, uh, support structure around me. Um, I think I could work a little harder always. I think, I don't know, like, is that what you're trying to get me to do here? No, I just opened the door for no? a question. I just really was, mm, yeah. I don't know. What, it, I just had that thought yeah. of like, it, like, okay, it seemed like you were hung up on the word itself, like the existence of of that word trying to identify something about ourselves. And so I try to just take the word out of it and be like, well, tell me, you know, who, so who it always are goes you? Back what is to your consciousness? How, you know? It always goes like this hatred is like towards the DSM and this whole, like, like that's why I, I said the med- medical industry earlier. Cause it always kind of like the, to me, defining human experience in that capacity is only used To like either drug it or modify it and put people in specific boxes. And I don't think people are like going through the same thing to that degree. Like, I think it's great that SSRIs like work for a certain percentage of the populace, but like they don't even know how that shit works, man. Like, literally, they're like, we think these chemical reactions are what caused this. We think. That's why somebody I know in the medical industry got out of it because it's soul sucking. So I see these big psychological been to school for eight years, part of the system words. And it just kind of irritates me. It just kind of, I don't like the whole being put in a box thing. I think we're all unique little snowflakes. And I think everybody should have tools to, to be better. And oftentimes those tools are right within you, you know, like maybe you do just need a better relationship with your ego, right? Maybe that's, maybe that's what it's all about. Um, Are these kids being told today that they're appreciated, that they're glad they're people are glad that they're in their lives. You know, the, the whole Munsta line, Mm -hmm. I, I don't think so. If it came off so fresh and energetic to me, um, 
I don't think that message is out there enough. I think that's the true medicine that we all need. It's and just I, more love and honesty with each other. Yeah. And I would agree with you with all that, except like I do feel that while the DSM, while definitions in the DSM and some newer definitions in the DSM are there to create the boxes and the and the the definitions in order to medicate or and and may, and of course over medication is 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 something however like ego itself i don't feel falls into that because as you talked in the beginning about freud i mean it was there before the real pharmaceutical industry, you know, these, these, I mean, and it was a non-medical sort of approach. It was sort of a, let's, let's help people. How can we help people, you know, through, through just simply just communication and helping them learn more about themselves. And from a sort of a psychological study viewpoint, somebody, I mean, any sort of study, you got to put, you know, words to concepts. So that was the word that kind of came up for the concept of how we identify with ourself. Yeah. You know? Um, just stay and refresh it every once in a while. Yeah. Look at it the same ceiling fan for too long. I'm look at a new one. <laughs> Adapt. Yeah. You know? You know. But I mean and I mean, but I do at the same time, I mean, right, like, you know, it's and that's and that's the ground we kinda like you know, kinda nudge on to I know for you with these mental health discussions of like, you know, it's the things that we talk about capability to be to be sort of viewed in a sense of like, oh, this is what's wrong with you. So here's a drug. Yeah. You know? Um, and I know there's a lot more that goes into it. And I, I know there's people very close to me that could probably benefit, you know, from certain <laughs> methodologies of medicine and all that kind of stuff. Right. So um, I'm not trying to poo poo it. I'm just trying to say, uh, question i don't know i just yeah. like questioning things. well i'm not going to deny either i mean well i don't know i mean I, this is i know we're just dumb experience. podcasters chris that's all we are we're just stop dumb with the podcasters. dumb don't put me down you need to work on that ego build yourself up you're not a dumb podcaster you're a podcaster and be proud you're a proud podcaster you are a but no i but it's there over, are <laughs> there are doctors i mean of course there's got to be doctors that you know just they're just quick to, to pass a pill out and get their you know get their money but then there's also some that are very hesitant on it, you know, that and and try to do everything else and only use the drug in extreme circumstances to to protect people from themselves or from others, you know. Um, so it's but you know so it's it's you know there's good and bad people out there, right? You know, but yeah. and then there's also corporations that love the bad people that help their profits. Um, but, you know, cause it's, I mean, you and I come from the, the, the Ritalin generation almost. Um, sure. Yeah, yeah. It was prevalent. Yeah. I was never prescribed it. I almost was. I think my, my mom took me to a doctor once to see if uh, I could be prescribed it or something like that. Cause yeah. I had, I had like shaky leg was one of my symptoms and I was paranoid about it. So I, focused on not shaking my leg and apparently and this is my memory if my mom's listening i think i scared her off to finally stop listening uh you know but this is my memory of it was like you know that she you know that she was wanting that she thought i had adhd or add whatever it was at that time mid 90s and um 
And so I, you know, and I did have like a leg that would kind of shake and whatnot. Cause you know, I'm a kid, I'm antsy. And, uh, and so I was really like focused on being still. Cause I was like nervous about this doctor. Like I, you know, I wanted to be however I was supposed to be, which I didn't know which way it was. And then doctor's like, no, he doesn't have ADHD. Like, look, he still is a, he still is a rock and da, 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 da. And then, and then at some point after when we left and, you know, my mom couldn't believe that the doctor did something and that I wasn't shaking. I was like, well, I was trying not to shake mom. And it's like, why didn't you shake? You know? And interesting. Yeah. Who knows? It was for my better. Um, so I never got, you know, I never got put on that, but that said, I don't know. Maybe, uh, it would have been a different path. You think you would become an alcoholic? <laughs> or I've been well. I ended up doing a bunch of other shit like it later on. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of. I've done Ritalin. I mean, in in yeah, so have I. Yeah, yeah. I've used it as a drug. Yeah, for sure. Recreational drug. I know. I was abusing it. I had some kid come over with it, and we we had a good time one night. It's it's basically whoa whoa just whoa, whoa whoa whoa! Don't don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> We're all adults here. I think. No. Yeah. But it's yeah, so you know, there's there's a and there's a level of ego there too, I wonder. Thinking that we know better than the medical industry, than the doctors. Oh, I don't know better. I'm just like done with taking like one source of information. Yeah. People who are like funding everything and mm-hmm. have their like money goblins deep in everything. Yeah. Well, and again, too, again, it depends, right, there's that, and also doctors, you know, um, because I've had that experience. Should I, well, maybe I'll share this experience. Here's an experience story, a recent one, my my recent experience with uh, Wellbutrin, getting put on that, because uh, I was seeing a regular physician um, who I liked, uh, and, and, uh, she, and she was very thorough. I've never had so many blood work, so much blood work done on me on a regular basis in all my life. Uh, if I just can't, you know, she had me coming in like regular too, like every two or three months. And, um, but I came in one day, um, and I forget what the scenario was around that time period. I think this was, but I, I was I was depressed. I was in a bad state and, and, um, and they, they caught me at my worst. And, and for some reason they, it was like the, the day that they also decided just part of the routine to do this. Um, wasn't really a psychological exam. I know that's not how they worded it, but they, they basically asked me, you know, a bunch of questions about like, how was I feeling? What was my, you know, this and that. And, and I, and I just, I was honest with them and I said, you know, yeah, I'm freaking miserable. Like I hate my job. Um, you know, I question everything about my life. I'm this and that. And, you know, and, and I gave some, some darker answers to that. I'm sure. Um, and then they came back to me after a while, after other business and said, Hey, um, you know, we're a little concerned about how you're feeling emotionally. Um, we think it might be beneficial for you to take Wellbutrin. And I was like, I don't want to take anything. I'm, I'm a recovering alcoholic. You know, I, I, I know. And they're like, well, that's why we want to prescribe this one to you because it's a non-narcotic. Um, but we think it's, it's actually technically a, a drug. It's an anti-smoking drug, but it also has off-label use um, for, for depression or whatever. 
And, and over the course of the conversation, like I was really on the fence. I didn't know how I feel about it. But at the same time, I also like, I had that, I had that moment of like, man, if I take this and I feel better, like my wife will be happier. Cause I know she's, she's, she's not happy with the way I've been acting recently. Da, da, da. So I finally said, yeah, I'll take it. Um, and then, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm on it to this day, um, with, with soon to be taken off of it by my psychiatrist, but that's another story. But, um, but eventually I had insurance. I, I changed insurance a couple times. Well, she's not on my current insurance. So I had to go see another doctor. So I go to this other doctor really literally just to like renew my prescriptions and and he comes up and he he's kind of in my face at first. He's like, "Why the heck are you on Wellbutrin? I'm not. I, I don't know who you think I am, but I'm not prescribing this stuff. It's not in my." And I go, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! You know, I, I, you know, I just my last doctor put this on me." And he's like, "What?" And he starts going through the notes, and uh, he's like, "Why did your doctor do this?" I was like, "I don't know. You got to ask her." He's like, he's like, this is, she's not qualified enough to, to, to diagnose you for having depression, let alone Holy give you this drug. And I, and I never thought of that before. And I was like, she's not, she's like, no, she should have, if she thought you had depression, she should have sent you to see like a, a psychiatrist Jesus or at least Christ. a therapist. You know, she had no right to prescribe this medication. And he was like, and I'm not prescribing that medication. Like, I think he was worried that I was like one of those, like, doctor hopping patients trying to, you know, get the, sure. get the pills. It I mean, it's a profile. I, yeah. I hit a profile, but, and, and, and that was the moment when we saw the eye. Cause I told him, I was like, dude, I don't even want to be on this shit. You know, I'm just, right. you know, da, da, da. I would love to get off it. I'm already on like seven pills. Get me off this shit. And he was like, okay, cool. We're seeing eye to eye. And he's like, you know, so he's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not renewing that one. And, um, and there was another drug that she prescribed me that he was like, why are you on this? And I, I, I don't know what she gave me. What, when did you, what did she give you when you, what was the problem when she gave it to you at first? I was like, I had back pain. He's like, my God. He's like, dude, just stop taking this. Talk to the psychiatrist you have about this other drug. The only thing I'm refilling is your blood pressure medication. <laughs> so it was like, Hell yeah, dude. you know, yeah, I like this doctor. He's, he's my new doctor. Yeah. Um, you know, and then and then talking to my psychiatrist, she's her her thing with it is basically she's like, I want to get you off it, but I'm I'm not like we're gonna take it the slow route. Um Yeah, that's safe. Yeah, she's taking a safe. I also like my psychiatrist too. She's been she's been slow and steady with things and we're already on the sort of get me off these things path. Um it was all about Bringing me off the cliff, <laughs> getting me off the cliff when I was. Who knows? One day you might not need a podcast. You wish. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> Keep that up. This I may is, not need a co-host. <laughs> this is all about you, my friend. Now that's ego right there. That's right. It is. It is all about me. <sighs> so. <clears throat> But yeah, so I mean that that kind of opened my eyes, right? Like, I mean, I just I had that mentality. It's just I'm gonna trust the doctor, especially like, I don't know, yeah, because I was not in a good place, so I was in sort of like a help me place emotionally, and right, and like I don't, I don't I don't know if that I don't know. I mean, I can't speak for that doctor's me, motivation. The but. way you got on it sounds like fear based marketing. Mm. We're worried about you, Chris. You you it was all fear. They they manipulated you with fear. 
But do you think it was them or was it like that dope sick show, you know, where like that one doctor is trying to do the right thing he thinks and he gets, you know, pushed this drug by drug marketers. They're totally, if they're not qualified to prescribe that drug, they're totally pushing it because a a company has approached them from what I would assume. Maybe, but it was an old drug. It's not like it was like some new thing. I will throw that out there. I mean, it's, look up Wellbutrin. You look like you're Googling something. I'm going to do some like. It's still restricted as far as like the copyright. It says, well, Brutrin XL with the little R. So that's it. uh, Well, Brutrin generic. There. I'm not so sure there's a generic for it. No, there is. Try uh, type in. Um, well, maybe not. Uh, bupropen. B u p. Well, it's like a bupropen hydrochloride. Yeah, it's like the actual drug, but it's marketed as well butrin, zyban, and something else. Gotcha. Yeah, that's the stuff. Yeah, on. I don't think there's a generic for it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, you're probably right. I. Yeah. But why? What? What's your point about there's not a generic for it? Like that it's still okay. There is. There is. Okay. It means I mean like they're making the most money off it if there's not a generic. Yeah. Right. Once there's a generic, they'll stop pushing it. I think is what you're trying to suggest, right? No, 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 no. Like when it goes generic, they'll stop pushing it because there's a a less costly version of it. Mm. Yeah. But then some of them, I think, market like name brand, right? Like I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? We're just a couple podcasters. A <laughs> couple smart, handsome podcasters. That's right. There you go. That's that's the tude. Look at that. That's the attitude. <laughs> oh, man. There's Munster rubbing off on me, man. Yeah. That was a beautiful episode. We got to bring him back. And I think, too, like, um, yeah, this is one of those topics, again, it was just like, it's been a busy, it's been a crazy busy week. I've honestly been like, oh, what are we going to talk about? Tuesday. We recorded this on Tuesday. Tuesday. Saying it's a crazy week. It has been. I had a full weekend. A beautiful weekend, actually. I did a great gig on Friday. That's uh, right. You've been raking in the money with your 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 side gig there yeah not even side gig is it is it becoming like the main gig yeah yeah and i might get another slap of the bass right you slap of the bass slapping the bass i was slapping the bass i was playing the bass to support a uh a sound journey uh with the gentleman michael burke it was it was awesome you slap it in people's face i did not slap it though this was for those that aren't familiar with sound journeys or sound immersions like you know 96% of humans out there. Yeah, exactly. It's basically it's 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 a it's a meditation um it's it's a holistic meditation with music with with Tibetan bowls and gongs and chimes. It's all about sending out these natural vibrations to help um align your biofield, help your and help you get into a deeper more relaxing state of meditation. Um I heard it makes you cry. Well, that was the breath work. <laughs> that was the breath work I told you about. That was the thing that I cried at. <laughs> Um, but some people, everybody, it's been blowing my mind, man. I've had powerful experiences with it. Uh, the people at this one that we did together had very powerful experiences. Um, and so, yeah, so what I did was I, I supported him with, with a bass guitar and, uh, but I, I played it very conservatively, very simple, just sort of one notes, just really focusing on just the tones and just getting like a nice low end, just kind of 
hanging out and going for uh, that brown note. Oh man, I tried. Mm-hmm. Tried. <laughs> Speaking of brown notes, you know there's a thing called brown noise. Yeah, I was not aware I of brown that noise. Busters episode? No, no, it's not what you're thinking. It's not. It's not like the. It's not. It's not the so brown like note. white noise. Like okay, sure. Yeah, it's it's basically what, white what noise as a, as brown a, noise. Yeah, it's a different frequency? frequency range. Yeah, it's like a low frequency range, and it's supposed to be easier on them ears and mind and body i don't really know any details besides like i just heard about it my wife brought it up she's like can we have like a brown noise can you look that up i was like huh but all i can think about the whole time was the brown note (laughs) yeah (laughs) which for those of you who aren't aware it's it's a rumored frequency that when hit strong enough will make you uh your bowels will force a bowel movement on you yeah evacuate your bowels (laughs) Yeah, I've always wanted to say that. Evacuate your bowels. I've now said it on a podcast. You, you can you can hang up your you can hang up your uh, headset and mic. You've done it. <laughs> you, done it. What a career, Bye, George. <laughs> quit, Bye, George. Quit while you're ahead. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I got to pee anyway. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now we're talking about now we're talking about uh, bowel movements again on the podcast, but yeah, but I feel like we're kind of wrapping up because. But what I was about to say was, yeah, the, the you know the I feel like again, kind of like one of the other topics. It's like we're kind of just like we're just nudging on them. We're kind of showing our interest in discussing, or at least my interest, our knowledge and also our lack of knowledge. And I think we can come back to it and talk about it again. I think this one in particular. We should come back and talk to with Rebecca because I've been wanting to kind of bring her back on. She would have some things to say to you about the DSM, my friend. And it's cool. <laughs> I ain't scared of her. No, you shouldn't. Not anymore. Be. Yeah. I was. Yeah. But, uh, that's right. That was angry. Yeah. But it would, yeah, I think, you know, she would have some really great insight about, about the, in, in a discussion on ego, especially again, you know, right, like on a, on an educational thing. Cause I mean, for me, it's just my experience. Like I've been having it come up in my recovery. I've been having it come up in my, in my therapy right now and trying to just, and also spiritually, you know, t- learning about, you know, you know, human ego versus divine, divine line of thinking, higher vibrational thoughts, man. You know, you, the audience can't see you rolling your eyes right now, though. It's great. I didn't roll. The eyebrows went up in a suspicious way. You passed the <laughs> eyebrow test, my friend. You now have my interest. Yeah. You've slung some bullshit that has made me say what? Say what? Well, well, fun episode, man. Thanks for. Thanks for. Yeah. Thanks for the discussion with me, and thank you, listeners. I mean, yeah. All twelve of you. We appreciate you. We've bumped up to 24. Wow. Believe it or not. I think we just lost. We say that every episode. We're like, yeah, yeah, you know, all the people that don't listen. Uh, <laughs> we're like, well, oh. we didn't we didn't get a ton of feedback on that last one because at least we got Bitcoin. Normal, we got we Bitcoin. Got, we, got, we did get feedback. Munster praised it. That's right. Munster praised it. Um, but you were traveling. And like numbers. it dropped as you were traveling. So I feel. Yeah. Like our traditional feedback mechanism. Yeah. 
Well, it's funny. Usually, like, we'll have a good episode, and then the following episode will be kind of like the week one that kind of drops our listenership. So with the Great Monster episode, I kind of assumed that last episode was going to be that, especially with the topic that we got political. I'm like, great. Are you saying we've done less than great episodes, sir? And then, so then I thought maybe this, but now I'm like, now I'm paranoid. I'm like, okay, this episode is like weak, and this is going to be the one, the drop-off episode. And just as we're starting to gain listeners, and it's like, but it's like sometimes oh, you, know you know what I think it this, is. This might I be think, our best one yet. This could be, this could be our best one yet, I, man. I think what it is is I don't worry about anything, so you take all the worry. It's I like do. how I don't get lemon in my water when me and the keeper go out. I'm like, you give you give her my lemon. You're getting my podcast stress. You should smoke some weed or something. <laughs> He says to the recovering alcoholic. <laughs> I mean, ah! some people do. Some some do it. Yeah, true. Some do, and uh, yeah, I've tried. I have tried, but it just it just my junk still comes up even with weed. But I admire people that can. I admire everyone. I shit. I admire people that can drink. It's funny. This the show I just did. Um, it wasn't a show. I gotta I gotta get my lingo down. Even gig doesn't feel right. The event that I did on Friday night, um, happening. Yeah, the owner, the owner of the of the yoga place. Um, th- there was a wine social after the sound journey. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, so she, she, um, she says to me, she's like, "Oh hey, you know that was awesome. You you want a glass of wine?" And I go, "No, no, thank you." She goes, "Ah, oh, <laughs> you're a better person than I am." I go, no, it's actually the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually I'm the you're a better person than me because you can handle drinking. So I, I lost that privilege. St- I'm gonna share something <laughs> I didn't think I I forgot about here. Um I went to a chamber event uh and it was a launch for a non-alcoholic distributor. And apparently these wines now, non-alcoholic wines have gotten to the point where like it tastes like the normal stuff in the beers too. I actually tried like a couple of them and I know it's not something that <laughs> I need to mess with. Cause it tasted just the same. Like they had this hoppy IPA, which was like just starting to take off when I quit. Um, and I mean, it tasted the same. It was like the same flavor profile. I'd always assumed that like hoppy bitter taste was like the alcohol. Mm-hmm. But no, it's like legit. You can get the same flavor profile. The stout wasn't cold enough, so it, it tasted like shit. Um, but it's interesting what they've done with that. And, you know, like she promotes it for baby showers. But I don't know, for people like me and you, and maybe I'm putting you into a box right now, like to me, if that would be a slippery slope. It felt like a slippery slope. Even just the little like taste I had of it was like a slippery slope. It was like, oh, this isn't bad for you. I lived in a halfway house, uh, actually in Denver at one point with a yeah, guy who who drank non-alcoholic beers. Um, huh. Yeah, which he wasn't supposed to. It was one of those sort of like with the organization that that owned yeah. and ran the house. But he sure. was he was the head of the house, and and it was a good house. He ran a good house, and but I mean he it was one of his things coming in. He's like, look, man, every so often, if you you know, I like to have a non-alcoholic beer every so often. But to me, it's it's like. I guess it's like having decaf coffee. I I don't like the coffee taste enough to drink it without the intention of the caffeine. 
And I feel yeah. this, you know, like if I if I want something without caffeine, I'm gonna drink something tasty without caffeine, you know. Yeah. Um, and same with beer. Like, I mean, I can get how some I can understand some people that are like really into the hops and the IPAs. They could like you're like, well, I I want to taste that. I want to drink it, but I don't want to get a buzz right now. But I can't. You know, I can't. I just, I'm like, why, why, why drink it? If I just have a fucking Coke, it's kind of where for me personally. And then, as yeah. for like a trigger with the alcoholism, right? Um, it can, you know, it can sort of bring back that feeling, um, you know, which may be the problem that I have with weed, for example, because it's like every time I've sort of like picked weed back up. You know, instead of being able to do the normal thing of just like, yeah, I got a little high and then I moved on, it like brings me right back to like high school days and wanting to wake and bake and just be stoned all the damn time. Um, and it may just it's be bad more, for you. I don't think it's bad. For, <laughs> I'm not saying it's bad for me. I'm just saying that like I just, I spend more money than I mean to, you know, and I'm yeah. like, and you know, and I'm loopy doopy for longer than I mean to. But that's my junk, not other people's junk. And it's certainly not the weed's junk. It's not the weed's fault. It's not the alcohol's fault. Um, but so, yeah. So, and, and even too, but that said, like, I, uh, I, I've gotten into kombucha recently. And at first, when it was introduced to me, I didn't like it because it reminded me of alcohol. And it has like, and it's fermented. So it has like a, it actually has yeah, like I drink a that occasionally. Yeah, it has like a tiny bit in it. So the first time I drank it, it reminded me of drinking like a Chardonnay or something. And I was like, okay, I'm not touching this. And then I don't know why I picked it up again like a year later. And I didn't have that experience. And I was like, oh, wow, this is actually tasty. I like this. And now, yeah, I drink them every so often. Um, they've grown on me. They're good for your gut. They are good for your gut. They're great. Yeah. Um, and I've known people too. Uh, this is going to freak some people out. I But I just met a guy who... Um, who who is he, he's he's an alcoholic drug addict like me um and uh <laughs> i got distracted by the little thing <laughs> the there's little thing is that what you're gonna there's call a it? Peanut, i was like I, wife, just, I just opened the floor for a penis joke you. Jeez, like, well you damn. sent me that private message and it's like and, the, and it's that little everybody heard it in the podcast like ding <laughs> Oh, that through. <laughs> oh, you know, but like, yeah, but yeah, but it's even worse because I'm talking about it. I can't just fucking let it go. Go, 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 go do your thing. Uh, what are you talking about? Yeah. Um, but no, but I've, I've met a guy though recently, um, who, who was an alcoholic like me and I met him drinking. And and what started the conversation was he says to me he says uh, he says he's like you know I'm I'm drinking this beer but I because I like to drink up he's like I have beer like twice a year, um, and I like to kind of celebrate with people, but he's like it makes me so depressed, and that's actually not how it started in the sense of like I I knew he was an alcoholic it was like that's what opened the door he said you know I you know I I don't know why I'm doing this because I know tomorrow I'm just going to be depressed, and um, and so. So we start talking, and then that's when he kind of reveals to me. He's like, "No, I had like, oh Jesus!" Uh, <laughs> and so he's like, "He's uh, you know, he he had gotten clean and sober like me, um, and and had that mentality of like, I can never drink." But then he also started um outside of twelve step. I don't even know if he was doing twelve steps originally, 
But the point is, in his practice of spirituality, which is Wicca, um, and he didn't attempt this. It just came. He just said, one day, I just had this sort of thing. I just felt it. He's just like, it's gone. I, I felt it removed. I felt it, like, cleanse. I was just, I just, that part of me was just taken away. And and he's like, I you know, I don't want it anymore, and I don't see it like that. And he's like, so I kind of celebrate it with, you know, if I'm at a thing where people are drinking and I want to celebrate the fact that I'm not like that anymore, I will have a beer. And uh, But he said, but then when I do, I have, uh, you know, I'm depressed the next day. So Interesting. Yeah. All right. We got to wrap this up. Mr. Sir Puck's got a meeting. Um, wrap it. Wrap it. So thanks again for listening to Degree of Experience. Um, we appreciate you all. Um, we hope we fed your ego with this conversation. Um, At least got you thinking about it. Yeah, you know. <clears throat> or at least thinking like, what are these dudes talking about ego for? Uh, we, and, and again. That's probably more likely. Yeah, same for more likely. And it's always too, it's like when I knock myself and be like, yeah, thanks for listening to my shitty show. Hey, you should send us money. But seriously, we are a value for value podcast. Um, so if you would like to support the show, uh, visit us at value.degreeofexperience.com. Uh, we appreciate time, talent, and treasure. Um, and again, any donation, any amount, um, even if it's a penny's worth of Bitcoin, uh, it gets it you. Makes his day. My it day makes too, my day because he it, gets so excited. I do. I like seeing him excited. And uh, and you, you get executive producer credit on the following yeah. episode. Uh, we we and th- that are posted up biweekly. So if if you understand, if you donate on Saturday, you won't hear your credit until two weeks, the, the Friday in two weeks. Um. And, you know, again, you can reach me at chris at creative-transformations.org, at least for now. That's where um, you can reach me as well. Yeah, you can reach Unless him as well. Unless crazy and track me down. That's another story. I'll tell you another podcast. Uh, I got to switch. I got to switch domain services. Um, I think, I, yeah. So, I mean, value for value. We already warned everybody that we're not professionals. So, you know, if you think you can sue us, good luck. Um, yeah. Any anything last words, Sir Puck? Nope, I'm good. Uh, yeah, just uh, trying to whittle down my ego and make it more healthy. Yeah, I think I think you're doing great, man. You got a good ego, and I'm Chris Bargeron, and uh, let go of my ego, 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 your ego, 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 my ego, ego. Thanks, everyone. Bye. So long.
heard that. Heard that too.